Introducing Laying the Bricks, a new series here on The Madeline Show. I am bringing on female CEOs to pull back the veil of their businesses for your viewing pleasure. The marketing and advertising that you see from companies only shows the final shiny product, not necessarily the years of hard work it took to get there. So here on Laying the Bricks, we're showing you what it truly takes for a female entrepreneur to achieve sustainable success in life and business. Alona Pamplona, welcome to the Madeline Show. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming on again. You guys, Alona was my first interview and the platform I'm using to record, uh, it, it didn't download properly because of my Alaska Wi-Fi, probably. Um, but yeah, the software didn't fully work for that episode. And I feel like it was the divine just giving us this opportunity to do something new with you all. Uh, Alona and I have been chatting and we are going to give you a little BTS about what it's like to be a female CEO. Um, and, and am I pronouncing your name right, Ilona Pamplona? You got it perfectly. Oh my gosh. And you want to know why I actually really know how to say it is because you gave everyone a little lesson in how to spell your name because you got impersonated on Instagram and I remember seeing you're like I don't have any double letters in my name so now I like know how to spell your email address and your website actually <laughs> but yeah um yeah sorry to randomly bring that up do you want to say anything about that like what that was like any lessons learned for talking oh behind God. the scenes <laughs> You know, it's it's one of those inevitable things of the internet where, you know, if, if there's a flourishing industry um, that is monetizable, that people are going to try to take a piece of that cake. I just, um, it was unfortunate that I've gotten duplicated before or impersonated before, but it was never this persistent and they legitimately emailed people that I knew. Like I actually had a call with a client and they took more money from the client with the client thinking that was me. So for me, it's like this unfortunate piece of like, you know, how do you maintain trust when these people are out there impersonating you? And I ultimately learned that I can't control, I can't control what people are going to do. I can only control how I react to it and how I manage it. So mm. I could like, some people get really upset and I'm like, listen, it is upsetting um, I have a lot of information, luckily, because people would send me information when they try to get too far. Um, but there's only so much I can do because it's not me. <laughs> it's literally not me. Yeah. Um, I just realized we haven't even introduced your industry or what you do. So do you want to give us all um, a little bit of background on you? Yeah. So I'm Ilona Pamplona. I'm the postmodern oracle. I am an astrology-informed life coach. I have a membership community coming up, and I'm really excited to say that by next year there'll be a journal with Chronicle Books coming out. So I do a lot when it comes to bringing coaching with these more 
woo-woo, esoterical, magical tools and how to bring it in, um, bring them in together in my coaching clients' lives. Mm. Oh, man. Even since the last time we were on, on the call together, you have so like honed in on your elevator pitch dude like that's you just 60 second pitched me and i want to know more <laughs> <laughs> so much fun so much fun so how do you work with your clients why don't you just like give us a little more yeah so right now it's one-on-one -on -one or readings um but by the end of this year my postmodern oracle society is where a lot of what i do will live in there'll be three tiers one will be a basic I want your teachings tier where I'll go in weekly and give kind of lessons with astrology and guest speakers. The second tier is a course that I've created. So I've created a course called Ad Astra. I had this aha moment where I'm like, whoa, you can coach yourself. You can life coach yourself through astrology. And so I created a whole course where each part that I've taken out has a coaching distinction so you don't need me because that's the other thing about like coaching and and all this personal development I'm like I don't I don't want to be there for you for the rest of your life like I don't mind spending a period of time helping you get to the goal um, but I want people to like be autonomous so the course will help you figure out how to coach yourself through your chart and then the final tier will be the coaching tier but all of it is going to be all in the postmodern oracle society by the end of the year Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see everything come together. Okay, so what is it like to build something like that? What bricks have you been laying over the last few months? Oh my God, girl. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's, you know, I think there are a lot of women entrepreneurs who will compare this experience to like being pregnant. Now, I've never been pregnant or had a baby, but there's that gestation period, right? There's like, oh, I don't know that I'm going to do something, but I think something's happening. And then there's like, oh, this is happening and, and I need to feed it and I need to nurture it and I need to bring the right elements together. And then there's like that final part where it's like, okay, well, most of it's complete. We just haven't released the baby from the womb yet. And so I think it's, I'm, I feel like I'm at like that third trimester where it's like a lot of the pieces were built. Like I recorded the module. I still have some worksheets to do. Like I, I'm clear on the tiers. It just hasn't been launched. Like it just hasn't been birthed yet. Yeah. So I think a lot of us will go through different phases of gestation or nurturing or, you know, birthing what we're creating. Mm. Yeah. So what is your plan on, on the launch? Are you going to pre-sell it at all because my like brain goes off and it's like oh well you know even though it hasn't happened yet a cool way to you know get some cash flow going would be to give people like two years access like sell two years for the price of one or go ahead and let people in for half the price as founding members and then that allows you as an entrepreneur to turn your clients basically into your investors or funders in the building of your business Oh, I love that. So yeah, there's definitely the refinement of that final piece too. You know, there's definitely, so I have a business partner and there's like idea of like, okay, well, do we have a launch price to get people in? And um, do we keep them at that price? And I think there's just so many variables because I think 
you know, one of the things that I'm learning, and I'm sure you're learning as an entrepreneur, is like you may start off with something, but this could become quickly something else. And so part of me is like, well, how do we maintain value? How do we maintain the quality? How do we maintain what I'm offering for for the price? Um, mm-hmm. I also think my Sagittarius rising and my human design gate 48 is always like, is it enough? Is it enough? Um, but yeah, so I bring in these tools to keep me in check. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I think there's going to be a pre-sell and uh, kind of like, like what you mentioned, like a founder's price. Like if you get in now, you'll be at this price for as long as you're in the membership. And I think that that's like the way to give back to be like, Hey, I believe enough in you. If you believe enough in me to get this started. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I would always tell artists when I was only coaching artists back in the day that, you know, if you want someone to fund you or an agent to like front costs or find you people, like why should someone else believe in your work? If, if you're not willing to invest it in your own work and it's kind of one of those like mic drop questions, like, Oh shit, do I believe in this enough to actually put some skin in the game? Or am I just crossing my fingers, doing everything I can, but you know, not enough to actually put me out just in case it like doesn't happen. That's not fully believing in your vision. Right. No. Yeah, no, I've like, and that's the interesting thing that you, what you just mentioned, like fully believing in the vision. Um, I've been trying to even get to the first trimester for lack of a better phrase of this thing. I don't know why I keep on coming back to this, like this, this, uh, metaphor but like I knew that there was something that was ready to 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 be gifted and working with the business partner we were like oh well we could do this and we could do this we literally spent like six months trying like looking at our options and all of a sudden about a month ago we're like boom it's three tiers it's the one membership it's this price it's this is how it's gonna work and um and and like the moment you connect with the clarity, like what the moment I actually, I won't say for like generalize it. The moment I connected with the clarity of like what it was and what was happening and what we're going to give. I'm like, this is like, I literally sat back. I'm like, this is it. Like, this is it. I just, I felt it in every cell of my body that it was, this is what was ready to come out. So do you believe that having those tiers in your business allows for this masculine structure? And once you feel held by that structure, your feminine can just explode and have this like infinite energy and be held by those three tiers. Like that's the vibe I'm getting right now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. I had never thought of it that way, but absolutely. Because, you know, I love that you said that because the reality is that all of us have both masculine and feminine energy. We need both of them. We need to be in balance. And, you know, you know, I'm sure you've seen this in the soulpreneur world where there are these soulpreneurs that are just only in their feminine and here they are floating. And this is nothing like to, this is not a negative or positive, but it's just, it's just so flowy that some people who need a little bit of structure go, but what's going to ground me? What's going to bring me into the third dimensional meat suit that I'm in? I always talk about the meat suit. Um, (laughs) to make sure that I'm staying in this meat suit in this lifetime. Cause that's what I came here to do. Right. And, and then there's some, some work that is just so masculine, but there's no space for that intuition, the flow outside possibilities to come in. So I love that you said, yeah, like I think the moment that that masculine structure presented itself, the feminine energy was like, Oh, this is where, this is where we can pour into now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she knows that she can not only pour into, but that her energy is, isn't going to be wasted. Right. Cause she has that structure. Like it can mm-hmm. flow and fill gaps and, and reach all corners, but it's not just going to 
go out into the ether and, and never come back. And I think a lot of business owners, when they're starting their business, they're throwing their energy everywhere. I mean, I still do this. I'm like, oh, let's do TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube shorts, and um, do it all, right? Because it's the same piece of content that I'm creating, but I, but I am actually right. putting my energy into four different apps right now. And depending on where you are in your business, that's not always the smartest thing to do because it is more difficult to actually use that masculine masculine analytics and structure to track whether or not your efforts have a high enough ROI mm. to keep you going. Because it's all energy. Like yeah. it's never created or, or destroyed. Yeah. And we need to make sure that our energy comes back to us times 10, whether it's in the form of money, a relationship, actual like physical energy in order to keep going as entrepreneurs. It's a very risky business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I feel like that, that was a mic drop moment right there. Like I have nothing more to add to that, but absolutely, you know. Well, I got a question for you in terms of you and your business partner coming up with this structure and like, you know, you get to the point where you're like, oh, this is it. But what is, what is the behind the scenes? Like, what is your process? Are you guys mind mapping? Are you using um, dry erase boards. What does this communication look like? I'm assuming you guys are virtually communicating. Yeah, absolutely. Virtually communicating. We meet on zoom biweekly. And the most interesting thing is one of the things that I've brought into our container is astrology and human design for how we relate to each other, how we present information, how we receive information and how we build this thing. Um, because in, in our, the, the, our OG interview, we were talking very much about human design and the energy and what that means. And I am a manifester and that doesn't mean that no one else manifests. I always tell people that's not what this means. It just means that I'm here to initiate. So sometimes when a generator is telling me like, you need to do this and I'm my energy is like, no, 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 I don't get, I don't have to do anything. Like I get to do my urge because I'm a manifester and the cycle is I get an urge and I need to implement it and then I rest. And so it's been a very beautiful exploration of how do we work with our different energy types to keep moving, to make something, even though our energy types are different because he's a pure, he's a generator. So he's just like, go, 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 idea, idea, idea. Let's make this better, better, right? The generator is always improving upon something that's created. But for me, it's like, but I don't like doing other people's things. Like I can't do that. Like I can't do the thing you do. Like I came here to spit out something new. And like once he understood that, he was able to listen to my urge and then bring me to the energetic space of getting it done. And yes, we use like, he uses notion. I really just flow. I just go with my manifesto urge and just do what I need to do. Um, and it's a lot for me. It's a lot about initiation and he just helps me improve my initiations. Hey there. How are you enjoying the show? I've got a quick message to share with you from our sponsor and then I'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur that does things differently? <laughs> just like me. Maybe your business is untraditional or non-conventional, your work uniquely you. Maybe you even see a little bit of you in me. The way you create and sell is going to look differently within the many seasons of your life as you grow. Developing balanced masculine and feminine energies in your brand allows for inevitable change over the years. The transitions happen flawlessly. Learn the strategy behind Go With The Flow and create the systems that allow you to live your dream life now because success isn't a thing you get, it's a feeling you can have today. 
sign up for Build the Biz, my signature business course, teaching you the energetics of entrepreneurship at themadelineshow.com. So we have gone through this conversation using human design terminology, but we haven't actually defined that for the audience. Even though we did on our first call, I think we need to do it again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I love talking about human design and astrology and all the things woo-woo. And so it's funny because some people are like, human design is a new astrology. I'm like, no, it it uses astrology, but it's not a new astrology. It's astrology is like the, the kind of like, I always call it like the map of what your soul came here to do. Whereas human design really when you get to the core of it is how is your energy interacting in the quantum field and with others in the quantum field and so in human design there are four or five types depending on your methodology because some people consider manifesting generators and generators two different types but they're all sacral beings there are projectors there are manifestors and reflectors and all of those just represent how their auras interact so sacral beings the mani gens and the dens they have an open and enveloping aura the quantum field is constantly throwing stuff at them and their job is to be like hey sacral uh is this what i want to respond to or yes or no and so they have this like internal hit to be guided and directed at all times whereas projectors if i'm not mistaken you're a projector yeah yeah so so a projector which is 20 percent of the human population they have a penetrating aura so while the generator is like hey come on in and let me respond the the projectors i always think of them that they're like swan diving into that generator open field and be like oh look at all this i can see oh and this is this could be better and this could be done differently right they're they're here to see project and guide where we get to go next they're, they're called the teachers and the guides um, because they could see what gets to be done. Now, the only thing about them is that they have to wait for an invitation, but that's probably a conversation for another day. But this is how your aura is interacting. As a manifester, my aura is dense and repelling. And it's funny because I'm also a super Libra. So people are like, you're not repelling. I'm like, I wasn't talking about my personality. In the quantum field, my energy is a little harder to get into because I'm not here to respond and just react to whatever's coming in. I'm here to be like, I need to be in my bubble to get what I need to get done done because I only have a certain amount of energy to get what I came here to get done done as opposed to the generators or the sacrals who are like energy, energy, energy and get it done. And reflectors have nothing to find. So they're open. Um, they're here. They're like the mirrors of the planet and they're 1% of the population. So all it is, it's like when you learn how is your energy interacting on the quantum field, you get to a, like forgive yourself for like being different or, working at a different speed and then you also get to be like oh is the person i'm working with at the same level am i able to be open like that or they are they coming into my energy am i supposed to like not go into their energy like with the manifestors do i have to wait a lunar cycle like a reflector because the reflectors have to wait literally 28 days to figure out what's right for them and so we really can use the quantum feel the energy to be like hey what's what's going to work what's going to jive here And so how can we use human design to decide who our ideal business partner or like C-suite team, if you're building a company, would be? Asking for a friend. (laughs) I think that's a great question. Seriously, such a great question. Like, you know, the interesting thing is they say that it's like, it's kind of like a pyramid of energy because it's 1% reflectors, 9% manifestors, 20% projectors, and then the rest of it are the generators. Um, so the the kind of the ideal was you you probably do, for example, you as a projector, you probably do want a good number 
of generators working with you because they have that sacral chakra, they have that energy to go. They also have that response system to be able to do what they need to do in the moment. Um, you know, manifestors do really well with a, a projector and a generator team, um, right? Because the manifestor can be like, here's what I want to initiate. And the projectors are like, let me show you how we can make it really great. And the generator like in this, we're going to use our energy and take it to the next level. And like mm. everyone has like, they're optimizing their field mm. to get the project done. Now, does this mean you can't have a manifester like at the the startup of a team? Absolutely not. Like in in the, in the reality of the real world, the manifestors need to learn what it means to be part of a team. <laughs> you can't be an isolated in your bubble, you know, person. <laughs> you can't be in your bubble. But there's only going to be so far that you can be because manifestors don't do well to like working with other people. Projectors also are not like best for being told what to do because you guys can see what what the rest of the needs of the team are mm -hmm. there's 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 so there's this like you know like if you have a projector on your team you really want to learn how to work with their energy so that you can invite them to the right opportunities to guide the teams to the next level mm -hmm. you don't want a generator you know like just you know constantly initiating because their job is actually to respond to what's happening they're really they're really great at like getting all the work done now this doesn't once again this doesn't mean that we don't have generator leaders and and empire builders but they they started from the ground up they know how to work with with the masses right mm. oh yeah i mean you're speaking to my friend monica who's going to be next on this podcast she's a manifesting generator and um, she built an empire from the ground up. If you don't already get, if you don't already know Monica Yates Health, you guys have to follow her. She's epic. You know who she is. I know. I can't oh, wait to learn about oh, her. Oh, dude. Yeah, Monica's amazing. Um, her work is transformational, and she built her business from the ground up. I mean, I remember when we were friends, and she well, actually we were in a coaching container together, and <laughs> that girl was waking up at five in the morning reading a reading a book to learn something before taking on her first client call because she was living in Australia and she was already working with clients internationally um, like she helps women get their period back fix their relationships uh, she does coaching for men now too um, has this full program called the feminine CEO like how to how to still have your man lead in the relationship even if you're the one that is paying the mortgage um, really beautiful work I love that yeah um, and that's the magic of the Manny Gen. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I used to my, as a manifester, I used to beat myself up and think, like, why can't I be that person that does all the things? And I used to literally be, like, upset with myself. Like, why can't I do that all? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, I'm a manifester. I'm not supposed to do all the things. I'm supposed to figure out the thing I'm here to do and really, like, nail that and make it the thing that I'm here to do. Um, right. Instead of doing like all the things and having all the energy and like, you know, I just couldn't, I remember once I met, I remember being in my twenties, like really trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. And there was a woman who was getting her master's. She was a flight attendant and also had a side hustle of this like tea party company. And I'm just like, she's amazing. I wish I could do all that. I can't, I can't do all that at the same time. And I, and it really also allows, I think for people on teams 
and for bosses. So going back to your questions, like when you know the energy type of your team, you stop pushing. So it's not that you don't push people, but you learn who gets to be motivated how. So a manifestor is not going to respond to you being like, you just have to do all the things that I told you because I told you. There's an aspect of like, what do you want to initiate? What can you see yourself creating in this team? Mm -hmm. If you were the projector, it's like, I'd love to invite you to the possibility of helping us grow. Show us what you can do. Like, where can we take this to the next level? If you were the generator, it's like, what what are you feeling today? Like, what do you got? What do you, what is your energy taking you to? What do you really like to do? And then lighting them up within the team with the things that they like. So it's really, it's really like maximizing the energy of the team when you know everyone's design. Mm. So you've talked, we've talked a bit about generators. You've talked a bit about manifestors. Um, for my own sake, I want to also go through projectors and reflectors. And so we'll end on reflectors. Uh, let's start with projectors. So maybe you can even just give me a little coaching on this call, show people like what your, what your work is like working one-on-one and then just let them see how you could potentially help my growth by letting me see how to capitalize on my projectorness. So I am building a membership and I've actually created an investor pitch deck and I am looking for partners. So I'm building my C-suite team and I'd like to create a school and maybe even take the company public. I decided to stop playing small. (laughs) Um, However, I'm a projector. I see the vision. I could journal about the vision for months. I could create mind maps and pitch decks and, and, the websites and course portals, but I cannot bring this thing to life on my own. So what is your advice for building my C-suite team? <laughs> that is, that is so brilliant, right? Because that is so projector energy. Like, right. You, 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 you're like, look at all the things that I've done. Should give me the money, give me the investment. And, and a lot of it is showing up and showing what you've got in spaces. Like I think about like, And I think we talked about this before, like when I think, I mean, I would obviously also want to like see the rest of your chart, right? Like see what are your undefined centers and things like that. Um, But like I think about how projectors, I once heard this metaphor, I'll never forget it. They're like Cinderella. And the reason I'm going to bring up Cinderella to how you get to yourself to the next level is think about Cinderella. She toiled and cleaned and was nice to the animals and those stepsisters and stepmother did not invite her to the ball right and so she's like you know what it's all good because like this is my son of genius i know how to clean this up and all of a sudden the fairy godmother's like you've been doing amazing do you want to go to this party okay yes i would like to go to great here's a dress here's a carriage we're gonna get you to the party that was the first level of invitation right because she was doing so well and just like staying in her zone of genius, but showing people that what her zone of genius was, that someone was like, you, you get to go to this party. She gets to the party. Let's remember, everyone's there at the party. They know Prince Charming's looking for a wife. They're all trying to fawn over him. She just comes down the stairs in her beautiful energy with her beautiful dress. And Prince Charming is literally like her. I want to talk to her. And he's like, would you like to dance? That's a projector energy. Your job is not to necessarily push yourself like the stepmother onto the Prince Charming, which is that ideal client or that ideal investor. Your job is to consistently show up in the spaces where you'll be seen and do your best job. Like, like I think about social media, like this is really where like projectors can like, if you feel inclined towards social media, cause some people don't like the podcast is great. Like if your pod, your podcast could be part of the strategy of like, look at my zone of genius. Look at the people that I know, look at the things that I'm building. 
And someone's going to be like, wow, this woman knows what she's doing. I want to get on a call with her. So the point of the projectors is you constantly get to just show how good you are and just do your zone of genius and, and know that the more you're in your energy, right, you're, you're not pushing yourself onto someone else, someone's going to see it and someone's going to invite you. Now, the other part, obviously, of being projector or any design is knowing what your authority is so you know what to say yes or no to because, I mean, you're going to get to the point where everyone's going to want to work with you, but you can't work with everyone, so you have to then listen to the authority, which could be emotional or splenic or self-projected projector. I don't remember which was your authority. Oh, goodness. I can't remember, actually. But uh, I know my spleen is my defined center, spleen and root. That's it. Okay. Oh, so you, oh, perfect. So you're a splenic projector. So it's really very much about speaking to that, like listening to the intuition when, when your intuition goes, mm, yes, this is an invitation, but this is not one for us. Right. And so it's really about putting yourself out there. So I, I, I love the idea of the podcast. I think showing up social probably, you know, depending on other aspects, like, do you know your profile? If you're like six, two or two, I'm a four, or three, hermit five? opportunist, born on a full moon, <laughs> Leo's Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So let's talk about the opportunist. I was like, I hope you have a four in your line, right? Because the opportunist line is about saying, hey, you're going to share this with your inner circle and allow the inner circle to keep on also spreading the word. It's not your job to like be like, yo, investor, I want you. It's like, I'm just going to like let everyone know that this is what I'm doing. Let me show you. Let me put on the post. Let me tell my friends. And that circle also begins to draw in invitations for you as well. So I love this, you guys, because I had an idea of, well, quite a few ideas in my head of what to do. And what Alona just showed me is one, to launch my partnership program, which is going to be getting boots on the ground and having current students be able to make commission selling program by inviting their friends in. And then to get myself in front of people and in new spaces, that's me just showing up at these pitch contests and pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. And eventually the right per person or people will be there. And how this evolves, whether we go private funding, investor funding, or self continually self-funded, will evolve. I just need to continue to get myself in front of people and do what I do best, which is uh, talk to people about my program and who it helps. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. You said you had, you had, is it a Leo sun? I have a Leo sun and an Aquarius moon and I was born. So yeah, I was born on a full moon. Oh my gosh. What a, and what a powerful combination, right? Because I, I also like, I also will look at the chart, right? Like a Leo sun, right? Your secret sauce is showing up, being courageous, being bold, right? Like taking up space. This is like, it's not, and think about it, not every projector is a Leo, right? And so with a Leo sun and this projector aura, like you showing up is going to be key component of your magnetism of your secret sauce and emotionally Aquarius is like being of contribution to the, to humanity. It's also like being a little revolutionary, letting your freak flag fly, doing things a little bit different is going to help you keep the, the mission moving forward. Oh yeah. The mission is so freak flag fly. <laughs> yeah. Helping non-neurotypical entrepreneurs is, is the mission. So that's, that's where we're at. I did some serious self-discovery recently and, um, well, just straight up realized that 49% of entrepreneurs have been diagnosed with a mental illness. This is coming from uh, research done in the University of California, San Francisco, I believe. And so that's 49% of entrepreneurs with 51% of entrepreneurs, according to Forbes, not making it past the five-year mark. Now that's 50% of founders 
achieving emotional burnout by year five. And interestingly enough, 50% of founders also have some emotional turmoil going on. They're dealing with crises. And so I do fall into that category. I've been diagnosed with all the things and uh, I've turned them into my superpower. So my mission is to help other people and to really just eliminate the number of entrepreneurs that are emotionally burning out because doing business the typical way, learning business through that hustle and grind strategy clearly doesn't work for everyone. And so we need a tailored approach with these masculine and feminine energetics with innovative lifestyle design, biohacking our sleep and our health in order in order to optimize our energy and reach more people by utilizing our non-neurotypical brains. Mic drop. I was going to say, hello, projector. <laughs> Tell us more. Like, you got it. You know how to show us the way. That's yeah. that. That, that and and that is and that like the whole time you were speaking, I'm like, yeah, you're here to teach that. You're here to guide us. The projector's here to guide, totally, totally guide energy right through through the energy that also because a lot of the definition, by the way, of human design is based on your on your birth chart. So the black lines are your birth chart lines, and the red lines are what's called the unconscious or design lines, which I call like the the birth chart of when your soul came into your mom's body. Um, in human design, they say that your soul came into the body three months before you were born. And when you put those lines together, those two birth charts for better, like a better phrase together, you get your design. So a clear part of your design with that Leo is like, we get to roar. We get to be this advocate. We get to pounce, you know, like a lion, but we get to emotionally like really curate, nurture the, the non-typical, the not, the not common, the not mainstream and so you do it with that projector aura that goes hey and we're gonna the way we're gonna do this teaching because if you had that combination but you were a manifestor your job is more to inform and be like you're just gonna do this which is very different it's very different to initiate and inform than to say we're gonna guide we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lead the way now Mm -hmm. there's a lot of nuance by the way in human design because like for example i'm a coach one would say that maybe that's not the perfect thing for a manifester but that's the urge that i get so i just follow my urges Mm. yeah oh man so the that lion analogy that you just used it reminded me of of one really important thing and that the lion also gives you courage thank god thank you jesus i have courage because this shit is scary you guys being the person to, to come out and speak out and tell the vulnerable truth and, and put yourself out there and make a lot of mistakes in public is terrifying. Yet for some reason, us Leos, us projectors, us entrepreneurs continue to move forward, laying the bricks. We, we lay the bricks and we don't know where they're going to land. We walk into the void and we put our foot down and we simultaneously have to raise our back and leap and just pray that we are caught because there is not always a step for us to land on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you trust, Leo's trust. Leo's lead with their heart. They trust that whatever their heart is telling them is where they get to go. Oh, I love this, thank you. Um, so I got this reflector friend, I actually have a few, and they are doing amazing things in the world. They're such beautiful people. What can you say about reflectors in finding their, their path and being able to make the greatest impact in this mm-hmm. world? That is such a great question because, you know, the joke in human design sometimes is that we don't talk about reflectors because there are not a lot of them, but I've like finally met my first two reflectors in the past year. And when we think about reflectors, nothing is defined in there. No centers, 
are defined in their chart. And what that means is that you'll see, like if you're familiar with human design, that everything's in white, there's no color. If you're not familiar with human design, just to go a little bit back up, you, a human design chart looks like a human body map uh, with centers that are connected by these lines. And when, they're, when two centers are connected, they'll light up and be in color. And so reflectors are often compared to being the mirrors, right? Because nothing is defined, what they do is they amplify for the rest of us what is defined in us. So anything that I have defined when I'm with a reflector, I really feel it to the next level. And so they, they're, but the thing about reflectors is that because they're so open, when you have anything open, you also accidentally take that in from the person you're around. So like, for example, I'm what's called an emotional manifestor. I have an emotional solar plexus defined. So if I'm going through an emotional wave, they might take that on. And so I think a key for reflectors is constantly checking in with themselves and saying, is this mine or am I picking this up from someone else? And, and it's not a good or a bad thing. That's just literally what they came. They're picking up what we, literally what we're putting down. And that's why their, their actual authority is the lunar cycle. They, for them to get really clear on what's aligned with them or not, they have to wait 28 days for that to cycle through their energy centers and be like, yes, this feels right now. So they, I, for me, I always feel like reflectors get to have patience with themselves. They get to take their time. They don't need to rush, but they also need to constantly be checking in on, is this mine or is this someone else's? Mm -hmm. And so with these reflectors, one thing I've heard is that they're constantly sampling. And so how does a reflector that has this pull to sample everything just decide on, on a path, like, like a career that can have impact and, and support them while also not completely draining their, their energy? Well, once again, it would go back from a human design perspective, it would go back to the lunar cycle, like waiting 28 days to make a choice and kind of like really trusting that cycle of clarity to put them in their direction. But that's also where I would go maybe for a birth chart to be like, okay, well, let's look at what you sourced in your birth chart and give you some clarity on your path there, because there's a lot more definition in the birth chart. You know, remember for me, the way I see human design is how is our energy interacting? And I use the birth chart as the map of where we get to go and what we get to do. And the, 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 the human design chart is more, how are we using our energy to interact with others in, 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 and pull in for ourselves, magnetize optimally. Mm, okay. And so if, Let's say we have some listeners here that are going to pause this, pull up their human design and their astrology chart. What is one thing that they can look for? Let's start with the astrology chart to help them read and nail on their purpose, um, at least just get, get a sense, even though they're not necessarily astrologers. You know what? That's a great question. When it comes to like digging into purpose, there are a few places we can look at but I will I would always point to someone's rising because when like even think of the word rising it's like what we get to rise up into right so like when we're looking at a rising like this is where you get to stand up into this is where you get to rise into this is where you get to grow into so that 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 would be a, a astrological start for understanding what you get to rise into in this lifetime. Um, so for example, I have a Sagittarius rising um, and Sagittarius has a spec. So the other thing cool, that's really important. I think when you've, when you've identified the sign that you understand that every sign has a spectrum. So for example, Sagittarius runs with any interpretation from like 
foreign language, foreign culture, foreign travel to wisdom, like higher education and high priestess slash being a teacher, right? And in my lifetime, I've been a lingua. I literally studied languages in college. I learned, I learned four languages. I took two other languages as elective. I've dabbled in self-studying other languages. So, okay, so yes, there's a language foreign travel component to my what I got to rise into but I also then chose eventually to rise into this teaching of being like oh th all this spiritual wealth and knowledge and information and cultural acumen I I want to do something with that I want to teach that so that's what though that's what I've risen into um, but some people might only be in the travel part some people might only be in the teaching part um, but it also made me like go of course I was in higher education for 15 years I was Sagittarius rising of course I took foreign languages in college even though I didn't know what I was supposed to do because I have a Sagittarius rising there's there are indicators to our purpose or the tools that'll help us get to our purpose and for me the rising would be a great start mm -hmm. in, hu in in astrology um, when it comes to purpose and human design, it's much more complex. Once again, I, I personally use human design with my clients to say, like, how do we align your energy so that what you've sourced in your birth chart is the highest expression of your birth chart and, and kind of a kind of like soften the blows of when things don't go our way. Yeah. Oh, man, this has been so beneficial. Um, okay, so clearly, Alona, you know your stuff. Do you want to, do you want to give us an inside peek at what this membership is going to be like for people that want to learn more? Gosh, we can wait I to, to yeah. okay. I was gonna say because we can wait to release this until you actually release that information if it's not. No, I am so clear on what we're doing. Okay. It's like it's so exciting. So the the um. Postmodern Oracle Society is the name of the program or the, the membership program, and they'll have three tiers. Uh, tier one is called um, the Stargazer Pass. It's basically, you know, your every, uh, weekly lessons from me um, live. Three of them will be live. One will be pre-recorded a month, and we'll have uh, one week where there'll be a guest speaker. So I have... On top of me knowing all this stuff, I have a, literally an army of light workers that I can pull in to teach us things um, beyond astrology and human design, or in addition to, because there's so many, so many practitioners of astrology and human design. All of us have the different focuses, so I'll, I'll be bringing in guest experts. The second tier is the course that I created. So I created this when I figured out how to coach yourself through astrology. I created a course. So the second tier is the course. You get the course, um, you get the membership, but you also get a, an additional. A monthly call to deepen your understanding of how to coach yourself through astrology and the third tier is the oracle tier which is you get the course you get that extra course you know understanding call the the membership but you also get two coaching calls with me a month so there's light where you just get to hear me there's you get to dig into my wisdom a little bit deeper and then you get me one-on-one -on -one. so there's a little bit of everything for everyone and is that second tier that call, is that a group call? It's a group call. Yeah. All right. To answer questions. Cause you know, a lot of people are, are newbies to astrology, right? Cause it's going to be a little bit more astrology heavy in the second tier. Um, since it's learning how to coach yourself through your chart and at the same time, I've simplified it. So the job is to take the basic foundation and then just dig into the spectrum um, of the, the interpretations that we give. And then we can clarify work together uh, in that, in those monthly calls on the second tier. So it sounds like it's not just for entrepreneurs then it's for all sorts of people, huh? It's for, it, it literally is for anyone who believes 
that all this magical work can take their life or their business to the next level. Ultimately, my, the way I feel, the way, and, and I'll be honest, like I grew up with a Colombian father and in Colombia, there was a very famous genre of literature called magical realism. And I feel like life is magical and real at the same time. And so for anyone who believes that you can have a magical life, like really truly have a magical life, this is what this program is for. And I feel like you can learn how to love yourself and the life you're building through this, these tools. Oh man. Oh, I can't wait to see who joins. I'm like, I'm going to definitely be hinting it to some of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got this three tiered, beautiful business model, maybe a sales and marketing strategy. Once that's created and you're actively onboarding people, are you currently laying bricks for like a, a next level or it, has your brain gone off yet on like, yeah, just, just the, ne the next iteration of, of you as a leader now that you're literally building this paid community that wants to follow you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, it's so fun. Like, I think um, my, br like my brain is always thinking of what else. And I think that's like a manifester thing, too, where we get these urges and then we lay the foundations, but we're already like mentally on the next thing. Um, you know, I've, I, I was lucky enough and blessed enough to get a book deal. So that book is coming out. It has nothing to do with astrology and human design. It's more on coaching through something else that's pretty magical. I can't give too much information away yet. Um, but my brain is already, oh, like on another book and, you know, maybe a certification course or how to teach practitioners how other like non woo woo practitioners who want to bring in some of these tools into their practice how to certify them to like teach them how to do that right so yeah i have like i'm already like five steps ahead but i also need a, this is why i have generators and projectors around me to be like but you need to finish this step <laughs> can we talk about that that book deal how did that come about Great question. Um, the short answer is some is someone else got the book deal and didn't want to do it. And the first person they thought of was me. And I was lucky enough that the publisher was like, sure, she she would be a great replacement. And I got the book deal. Just I manifested it. I manifested someone saying you get to take over this project. Amazing. Um, so how do you want to give us some because I've been thinking and talking a lot about books, the person who's coming on the show right before you. Um, he wrote and published and sells his own books from the ground up. So the last episode, we just talked about self-publishing. What is it like working with a publisher? That is a beautiful question, you know, because the other thing about the book is this wasn't my idea, right? It was someone in the publishing house had an idea, found the, found the right writer at the time, um, and so it was also really interesting to like write a book with a formal publisher, but it wasn't like my original idea. So for me, I think that was also a unique experience where it was me, you know, knowing enough about the topic to be like, I'm really excited to work on this. But I also kind of like wanted to understand the vision, the original vision of the baby, right? We're talking about like this, this gestation period and, and like making sure that I was nurturing and feeding that project um, in a collaborative way. So it was, it was truly collaborative in my opinion. I was able to bring in like the, the brain dump. Uh, I have so much information. I've, I, when I think about like I've traveled, I speak languages, I've been exposed to so much. And so I was able to really pull from so many experiences to give content and then work with them to be like, is it, you know, what, what part of this is still in your vision or not and adjust from there. So for me, it was more of like, um, 
like a collaborative experience. And it's just also been exciting to be like, it's, it's like a formal book deal. Um, I know that self-publishing is much, much more quick. It's like you're done and you can release it with the publisher. It's technically been written since last year and we're still in the process of like when, you know, the pre-orders are going to go out and when I can have a book launch like that, like it takes, it's a much longer process. Um, which goes back to the question, okay, so you've created something and you want to do the next one. Um, but I'm probably like, oh. since writing that one, I'm like two books ahead. Like, okay, I want to do this one and then we want to we wouldn't do that one. So it's oh, been I think we can learn. We can learn a lot from that process, right? They're, they're taking their time. There's a lot of entities involved making the decision. There's probably a lot of funding that's going to have to happen in order to organize a book tour. And so look at how, like, meth- what's the word, methodically, that everything is going down. They had an idea. They found the writer. They got a new writer. They wrote the book. We all, you all wrote the book. You wrote the book. Someone edited it. Yeah. Right? And now it's like, okay, well, we can't just release the book. We need to come up with this whole process to launch. Because once the book is done, yeah. that's when the work starts, right? That's when you have to get it out there in front of people. Right. And there was a design process. Like they have a design team and being like, is this, you know, co-collaborative process of this is, is, is this how we visually envision it? It's like a visual focused book. Um, so it's really Ooh. interesting to, to co-collaborate on that experience as well. And, and it's also like there was a specific audience in mind that is not necessarily just my target audience, but maybe a, even a little bit younger than, than I'm used to. Maybe like, you know, a more, you know, I'm like, older millennial audience and this could be even a little bit like younger audience so kind of seeing oh and I get to reach new people with this possibility through who they're targeting in in the audience oh I wish you could share more I'll just have to wait and see I I can't wait you're really teasing us with it this is great and and that's actually the interesting struggle about not self-publishing that it's like I can only tell you so much right like I have to hold so much back whereas when you're self-published you can give as much information as you want because that's you you're putting as much out as you can and immediately wow Oh, this has been such a good conversation and so much fun catching up. I thank you for being vulnerable and willing to show us the behind the scenes and lay the bricks, so to speak. I think you came up with that in our Instagram DMs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to keep using that the next few female CEOs I have on. I think we're going to, we're going to lay the bricks for the audience because it not only shows like, Hey, this is what we have. This is what we're doing, but this is how we built it. And like, this is literally how he built it. Like you got to go build, build your own if you want to. And it might tumble a few times, but eventually it'll all just click. Yeah. It, it all, if this is, you know, I just, I, um, I was speaking with another business builder earlier today and, you know, we were talking about like, well, what, it, what advice we would give an audience. And I always think about, um, there's this old book by Rilke, um, called Letters to a Young Poet, like back in the day when people used to write each other letters to inspire each other. And this guy wanted to be a poet. And Rilke was like, listen, if you cannot imagine yourself, and I'm paraphrasing heavily, but he's like, if you can't imagine not being able to eat, breathe, sleep, um, poetry, you're not a poet. Like if you can literally imagine that you are going to be okay without this, then this isn't for you. But if you can't imagine your life with this, then this is your calling. And, and then my invitation is you get to not worry about the money and the calling and the people and the, it's just like, this is your work. This is your passion. And it sucks in like the modern world to be like, don't worry about the money. But I think like as a projector, right? Like that's like that idea, right? Like you don't know who's going to be listening, but you get to be like, this is my calling. I can see it clearly. Let's show the world what we're capable of and be on that path. 
And, and, you know, for me, I've had to create some sacrifices. Like I currently live with my mom. Um, you know, when my dad passed away, I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to live with her. I'm going to build this. Like, these are some of the foundational bricks that I had to put into place to, to shift careers and create something new. And we're all going to have a different brick we're laying. But the thing is, if you don't lay those bricks, if you can't imagine, like, you know, you, if you if you can't imagine where you're going to take it, if you're okay walking away from that wall that you're building, right? Mm. That structure you're building. Yes, yes. Wow. I'm all in. Like, I'm not done. This is just the first layer. This is the second layer, the third layer. And I know I get to keep on going. Yeah. Oh, what great advice for not only entrepreneurs, but people in, in general. Because we're all laying bricks for something, whether it's for our family or for our health. And it can be overwhelming to only look at the other side of the rainbow when you are still like a parabola away from that. And so if we can just remember that we take micro steps, right? Remember from the John Sadowski interview, you guys, one brick at a time, micro steps lead to that big goal. They lead to that hundred million dollar lifestyle. They lead to that, that freedom and you being able to just step back and, and if you're a lion, look out at your pride and say, yes. Yes, everyone is safe. Everyone is happy. I, I am whole. My family is loved. It all came together. It, it was co-created by me and spirit. 100%. Oh, one thing I should mention, because my health coach talked to me about this yesterday. Just This just popped into my head. When you guys are creating to-do lists for your future, for your life, what have you, I'm going to be implementing this now. Y'all know I love lists. To-do for me is on the left, and to-do for God is on the right. There are things that you can give up to spirit. So please do surrender, surrender the vision, have the vision, love the vision and love it so much. You're willing to give it up to a higher power so that you can survive in this, this meat case because you cannot do all the things and uh, we don't create magic alone. And it does take magic, God, universe, spirit in order to make these visions go from our brains to this 3d reality we're all mm. swimming around in mm. it absolutely does we're the, nothing we're alone in nothing we are all connected mm. everything's connected i love that mm-hmm. uh, well thanks for coming on and i'm just so happy that we met on social media and that i asked you to come on the show i truly feel like we're like business besties and it's really fun <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> can't wait to see cool. your your whole empire continue to grow Oh my gosh, I know. I'm calling in my team. So I'm making a declaration. Um, still haven't decided if I'm going to accept actual investor money or just like pre- like private grant funding. Uh, but that is what I'm considering. And so if you or anyone else that you know is interested in investing in a company that's growing in a $20 billion industry with a 90% ROI, you can hit me up at hello at the madelineshow.com. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Love you, girl. We'll have all your links in the show notes. Awesome. Bye, love. Peace. Hey, loyal listener. Please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition. And trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. 
Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.